skin and blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. Welcome to Gren and Gristers. One brother supporting himself <laughs> from across the pond. Oh my god. It's not Hi, one Greg. brother because we're here. <laughs> With his two annoying sisters who have been clinking their spoons on their bowls. We're on in Asheville. We're Are you on in Munich? In Zanats. Oh my. I can see already it's going to be a, a pod of the two of you, and I'm just going to be a spectator. Says the person well, who always took over. Stop talking. Family supper. <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember that song? Um, I said I wouldn't call, but I lost all control and I need you now. Yes. And I don't know how I can do without you. I was just having a major flashback to this kid behind me on the bus on the way back from one of the other communes singing that song and me falling like deeply, deeply in love with him. (laughs) (laughs) Who was it? Yeah, who was it? Give us names. (laughs) It's funny because... Wow. Okay. I don't know why. You just I thought that. he was so cool. I just and then like every like every once in a while I hear that song and I'm like, oh, 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 my young oh. heart. That's ironic because every time I would try to listen to the radio, you'd be like, turn it off. It's not holy. <laughs> and then I'd sit there with you, Greg, and yeah. like soak up that good, that good, good queen. We will rock you and all that. Queen it was funny because we listened to classic rock, which was like the most, like, people play it here to kids. Mm-hmm. And like, on the Hof, it was, on the commune, it was like completely forbidden. Yeah, true. I used to, uh, I used to take a tape recorder. I don't know if you guys know that you can do this. And I would play the radio, and when a song came on that I would like, I would hit record. So then you could have like a mixtape of all your favorite songs from the radio. Oh, yeah. That was really oh cool. My God. I mean, that I would not say that's useful information. <laughs> but it was really cool back then, and then I would like listen to it and work out and just feel like a total boss. Did you have yeah, a Walkman awesome. thing, like the little tape player thing? Uh, well... First of all, shout out to anyone listening in the community. Don't get mad at me. This is like 30 years ago. <laughs> but <laughs> I had, uh, at one point, I had a little, uh, like, tiny little radio. I got it from, I'm not going to say who, actually. Uh, and it was in, I put it inside one of those kind of snorkel jackets, you know, that we used to have on the community. Oh, uh, yeah, you told this story, though. Yeah, where the hood came out, like, really far. Mm-hmm. And then I had speakers inside the jacket um so i could listen to the radio while i was like chopping wood or picking stones in the garden which by the way was the most useless task of all time like we would literally pick stones out of a field that was a and we would get up at like five in the morning to do it it was the worst the absolute and there was always more stones that's what i couldn't figure out 
And then we would eat, um, the... and then we would go for breakfast and eat uh, blueberry boy bait, which boy I've, bait, yeah, which I've heard is Michael Jackson's favorite cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, dear, never, oh, never dear, land. Dear. We'll never know. We shall never know. <laughs> but, but I was look at us knowing you have those any pop culture references. Any... Excuse me. I was going to ask if you have any songs that bring back a certain nostalgia to either of you two. For me, definitely. Blank I used to, faces all around. I used to listen to uh, all sorts of songs, and I still sometimes listen to them as kind of like a throwback thing. Um, so I used to listen to like a lot of Linkin Park when I was a teenager or some like heavier bands. A band called Skindred, which actually... Like very randomly, a few years ago, I had the pleasure to meet. They were playing in a tiny German music festival. So I went down <laughs> there and because my, my friend had like a skin dread tattoo of the band and they're not that big a band either because they had a tattoo mm. of the band and we were the only kind of English speaking people there. We were able to meet the band and uh, it came very true. The expression, don't meet your heroes because... <laughs> I had kind of worshipped this band all through high school and then I finally got to meet them and I was with my friend. I don't know if this is an appropriate story. What what rating does the pod what does does the podcast have? It doesn't have any rating, it's, it's definitely appropriate. Okay, so Tell us. So anyway, so happens. we met the band and my friend, to be fair, she was they, they were being quite annoying because they were pretty drunk, because uh, we were at a, at a, at a concert. And they, they said, like, to the lead singer, they were like, can we meet the rest of the band? Uh, and the lead singer said, sure, if you suck my blank. Oh, my God. And I was God. just really disgusted. So then I kind of fell out of favor. I mean, that is the correct response. By the singer or what? the disgust? Both. But you, but where's... I mean, I don't really need this clarity, but were they? T who were they talking to? <laughs> they were talking to my friend. Okay. Oh, that it's so horrible. So horrible. So I'm just wondering if I should switch my Ooh. mic because it looks really quiet on this thing on the side. Yeah, it's super quiet. Yeah, maybe I should switch it. Try going to the other one, see how it does on the thing. How is this? How is this? I don't know if it's better or not. It's more it's echoey, but louder. it's louder. Yeah. Okay, so I well, think... echo cancellation is on, so hopefully. I think it's okay. Just keep speaking into, like, as close as you can. Yeah, okay, I'm leaning in. <laughs> okay, yeah. my song, sorry, were you done with that story, or was there an ending to it? Because if there was, I want to hear it. <laughs> No, that's literally, uh, that's literally okay. the ending. I never met the rest of the band. But it, it really put me off so, that singer. Yeah, It really yeah. put me off that band because I was just like, come on, man. Like, you were like my idol. Plus, they professed to be a Christian band. I was like, well, they don't seem very Christian. That's weird. Yeah. Great yeah. band, great music. Go ahead, yeah. Kez. Saws. Saws. Oh, my God. Saz says, um, my song is Wheel in the Sky Keeps on Turning. Because I remember huddling up next to the tape player with 
the Greg himself. And we were up in like this this main house and we could see the the adults meeting down below. They ha- were having a meeting outside and we were just listening to music on the radio. And that song came on and every time it comes on now I'm just like, "Oh, I'm such a rebel listening to Journey." That was a great song or is a great song. <laughs> Um, Kaz, have you ever met any bands, any band members? No, but I met Zach Galifianakis once. He was, uh, he's from North Carolina. He's from around here. And they shot a movie here. Actually, they shot the movie, like, right in my neighborhood here. You know where that restaurant used to be down? Saz, where you got the bad vegan food. Um... Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so they shot the movie like right there. It was that one, the bank robbery one. Um but yeah, so he came into the store where I was working and he was really nice. He yeah, seems like a really nice guy. I read a story about him that he like took this old lady to like the red for a red carpet event for his like movies. He always takes her. And it turns Aww. out she's like a homeless woman who he's like paid for her apartment and stuff for like years. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. yeah, he was lovely. He tipped super well. So that's what I know. That's the American like equivalent of niceness. Yeah, money. it is. Yeah. Show me the money. <laughs> if you go on a date and someone doesn't tip well, you should not continue dating them. That is a red flag. It's too late for me. Um, I think that's good. It's like more money for you. (laughs) If you get married. Because they're really stingy. No, that means they won't be generous to you either. Which is really bad. That's the main reason to date people. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I was... um, Let me think. I've met many a famous person living in London town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, London town. But I once went to a concert with a, a band called Gimme Gimme and, the, and Me Too. I, I think that's what they're called. And uh, they're like a cover band. And they're rock music, I guess. Very, very um, intense. But I was so tired, I just fell asleep. Wait, what? Was With it, the reverberating bass. Or standing. No, sitting, but I was like on the balcony and I just lay like my head on the balcony and off I went to dreamland while like the entire place was like booming with rock music. Sorry, Calda distracted me because she just picked up her cat. <laughs> which yeah, is very she's cute. holding it like a baby. I know, she's like breastfeeding it. It's kind of creepy. Ew, no. Cats do like milk, though, so I guess it's appropriate. That is so disturbing. She just put it down again after I said that. Just dropped it on the floor. Oh, my word. Oh, Lord. All right. Does anyone want to share something from their week? Gregor, we're so delighted to have you on. Give us an update. My week? What day is it? Isn't it Monday today? I haven't done anything. On the weekend. The weekend. Uh, well, on the weekend, I was just, like, very sporty. I just did, like, I went for a bike hike, 
then I went to my friend's house for dinner. I don't think they were really expecting me, so I felt a bit bad. Uh, Wait, but, what? You just showed up? Well, my bike hike was like very nearby. <laughs> That's a classic Harrison move. It is, yeah. We've done that many times in our history. <laughs> remember when we used to do that? Do you remember that? Our whole family of seven or nine it's, people. It's yeah. Would just it's show really up to people's I houses. Did that this 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 weekend as well. But Greg, keep going. I want Sorry, to hear keep what going. Well, they had their friends over as well. So, like, luckily their friends were like parents of kids who'd been to the camp before. So there was a reference. Uh, in fact, they'd been like four times, but I didn't really know them. But they were, they were all really nice. And then, yeah, don't know. Then on Sunday, I played football. I was playing like this super international football game. It's like, it probably has people from like 20 different countries. And it's, it's yeah, really cool. fun. Like, it's really random, but really fun. Oh, that's so, so cool. Soccer for Americans. Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, about Kez, it. What... Nothing too exciting. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, Kez, do you remember that story about when our family used to come back late from camping? Yeah, and like we would... And then there were two. Wow, oh, the perfect chance to gossip about Kaz. <laughs> Where is she? Oh man, Greg Glorious. Oh, she's uh, back. We didn't get any good away, gossiping. The mice in. will play. Kaz, <laughs> <gasps> can you hear us? Oh, I think <laughs> that you. I think that I broke the broke the call. You certainly did. Um, no, I was just saying, do you remember? So we used to, they used to have these meetings on the commune on Sunday mornings. And for yeah. some reason, our family would go camping at the lake on Saturday to Sunday. And then we would inevitably be late for the meeting. And we'd all come like straggling up, like wearing the clothes we'd just been sleeping outside on the ground in. Um, <laughs> and... There was quite a lot of like, how do you look at this uh, commune that we lived at? And we definitely won for like straggliest appearance. So we're... Yeah, I do. I remember that. And then it was so embarrassing. And we had our dog with us. Who too. was an absolute shambles of a and dog. Everyone... Yeah. And everyone would just like laugh quietly at us as we straggled up. My favorite... <laughs> Sorry. Greg, didn't, didn't you leave one of our camping nights? You just left in one. Uh, that's a long story. No, that's from when I was a kid. We had like a, we had a thing with our class where we had to like gather materials and spend time in the woods. Like 24 hours in the wood was the idea. Uh, so <laughs> I was like being the, having the ADHD mentality that I have. I didn't build a very good shelter or find very good like insulation. So in the middle, in the oh, middle of the night, I was like, "This is way too cold. Screw this. I'm going home." So I pretended I felt really sick. So I went home, but our house was fairly close by. We kind of lived near that part of the woods. So I just went home. I told the teachers I went home. We were with our class, and then at like four in the morning, I was like, "No, Greg, don't be such a weakling. Go back." So I went back 
and spent the rest of the night in the in the forest. So then I woke up at like ten in the morning, and like no one was there because they had all gone home in the night. So I, <laughs> I was just there like by myself in the forest. It was really bizarre, and oh, no one knew I was word. there. I don't think. They thought everyone had gone home, so they'd packed it in as well. That's hilarious. We we stayed out there, and it was like snow. Yeah, we did as well. I never would have gone home though. Two years bored. running was... as well. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't allowed to have books or anything. We had to write journals. Nah, eyes eyes next level. Competitive nerd that that I was, I loved it. Like I can do this. I will build the. I think I would love it now. To be fair, I think like I was just bad with making like the house or whatever, so I was really cold. But we we also did a thing. Did you guys do this as well? We did a thing where we were like pretending to be prisoners. So we had to spend like twelve twelve <laughs> oh hours in like a bathroom in the bathroom in our house. And. What? All we no, were allowed we is like that. something to, to write or draw and the Bible. That's all we were allowed. So I was just in this bathroom. And honestly, but we were like in the bathroom in our house and then these guards would come around every now and then. It was pretty interesting. But I have to admit, like That's I did so a little sweet. prison break, ran out when the guards were away, got something yeah. to eat and went back in. <laughs> Oh my god. So I kind of... <laughs> I bet... Yeah. I guess it was like being prisoners without, like, in solitary, without the harassment of other... Well, no, they sent guards to, like, harass us. Yeah, but not, like, other prisoners. Yeah, the guards serious? were, like, really mean to us. Yeah. So it was, like, trying to be, like, real life. Oh, man. What a strange... 12 hours. What a strange thing. Um... Remember when when they did that whole like Romans early Christians thing, like across the whole property and like the if you were like a Christian you had to hide from the Roman soldiers. It was, like, I kind of remember that. Yeah, there was thing. a couple times we did those reenactments. Yeah. I found them positively frightening. I found it too like close oh, to reality. <laughs> There is one with slavery. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah. I wasn't going to bring that one up because yeah. I feel like it's so non-PC. Well, and then there was one with, uh, yeah, with Nazis. I think oh, my word. Like, yeah. I think, like, we were kids. So <laughs> I'll just put that out there yeah, right now. We were kids. We were, like, 11. But... No, but this is worth talking about because it's really strange, and I think it's okay. But like the one where you had to escape from like the the Nazis, they had like all these radios and like uniforms on, and like German shepherds, and they were hunting yeah. these people that were hiding. And then people, so we had like people would drive past the property and see them with their radios and uniforms on, and they were like, what is going on? Wait. It's like, this is Oh, yeah, that's you... true. That's really, b- that. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be careful. It was bizarre. But I, oh, I honestly thought those things were really fun. I mean, 
PC or not, like, maybe we shouldn't have done them, but it was, I mean, kids love hide and seek, and essentially it was a massive game of kind of runaway or hide and seek. So yeah, I thought it was really fun. It but was, maybe yeah. I shouldn't. But then people would like genuinely start weeping if they were caught as well. Which was like, because they were so scared, they had like so much adrenaline going. Yeah. I remember that, like these, these people that got caught were just like weeping and crying because they were so scared. Oh, we also used to do mock draft. Remember the mock draft, Greg? Where, where, uh, in case we, in case we got drafted. In the army. Uh -huh. In the Iraq war. So that, yeah. So they would do like a mock draft to see because we were pacifists so we would have to if we there was a draft you'd have to mm -hmm. get exemption for being a pacifist so they would basically like reenact a draft trial and you'd have to like state your case as a pacifist it was really interesting actually i watched a couple of them you remember th did you no i never had to do but to be honest i i like the idea if there was a war today like i don't want to go get killed in some crazy country no me neither yeah um but do you remember in the high school yeah. we went to there used to be loads of army recruiters do you remember that oh yeah and we saw them kind of as like bad guys didn't we for sure yeah <laughs> i mean well, i still think they bad were bad guys. Guys. <laughs> not really not really i <laughs> they were just doing their job i guess but like it is kind of sad that they were like there targeting those kids well i think who were this is controversial but i think the military is a really good option for kids who don't have much else going on when they leave high school um because it gives you a lot of structure and opportunities to go to school and advance your life and um i i know a few people who it's been really good for so i have that perspective on it yeah i don't really have any anecdotal evidence to go on yeah i have a like quite a few people i know like it really you know they were really poor they didn't have parents supporting them and it kind of like changed their life for the better so i think it's like depends on what time you go in whether there's like an active war going on or not probably but if there isn't then it's you know you're running a risk but it can be a good option i think for some kids mm. yeah what probably. about what about our question for the week? Because we've got Gregor on with us, so maybe we should jump straight into the question and Let's see where it. it leads us. I'm here to answer all your questions. Okay, okay. But I do have a, a weird story from my Well, we'll judge it by how weird it is. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear that first. But yeah, we're going to give you a rating out okay, of 10 okay, so. on how weird it is. So. Okay. All right. Ooh. This is harsh. Um, this reminds me, I went to the a moth story slam the other day, and I was going to tell a story. It's basically you sign up, and if your name gets pulled out of a hat, you have to go up on stage and just tell a story with zero notes, a five-minute story, and then they rate it from one to ten, and whoever gets the highest rating wins. But my name never got pulled, so like... There was 10 people's names that got pulled, and every time they would pull a name, I'd get this, like, adrenaline mm. rush, because I thought, like, oh, I'm going to have to go up, and then it wouldn't be me, and it was just this night of, like, 
ups and downs, ups and downs. It was kind of very intense. Is that the weird story? And then I was like really disappointed. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just like adding to your rating okay. thing. But okay, so this weekend I decided to clean my car, which I haven't done in like two years. Um, and it took me about three hours and I was so proud. Like it, there's nothing better than that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I just made it so clean. It looks amazing. I'm writing it seven um, on the scale of weirdness. <laughs> Stop. We're not done. Oh, I thought I was the end of the story. <laughs> so then, so then I went driving off and I, when I had been cleaning it, I had noticed this like a bit of a weird smell, right? I was like, what is that? But I couldn't figure it out. Um, and I, I parked in a parking lot. I, I was uh, going in to buy some wine and I came back out and I noticed like, in, you know, the grate in the front of yeah. the car. Um, I noticed this like something. Oh no. There. Oh no. One of the cats. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, no, no, thank God. Uh, I went and looked. I was like, is that like some grass or something stuck in there? And I went and looked. There's this no. dead squirrel lying in there on its back with its little teeth. like. So you hit there. it. And it's Wait, how oh. did it get in? No, I didn't hit it. No, it was inside of it. It must have crawled in there and then died. So now I don't dare to like I it was so grim. I like had a mini panic attack. And then I just drove off. And then I tried to get someone in my neighborhood to come take it out, but no one would. <laughs> so uh um the only person that volunteered was another mom and I said, No, this is a man's job. But none of the men volunteered. And Simon's out of town, so I couldn't ask him to do it. Oh, man, just get some gloves um, on, pull then... it out, throw it in the bin. No, it's so grim. Is it, like, decomposed? Is that it. the problem? No, it's all, like, stiff with its little, like... Wait, so the, so the squirrel, oh, the squirrel so is still in the grill. And you're cleaning your car for three hours. <laughs> 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 Do we get to write the story now? I'm writing. Yeah. I would write yeah. the story. Weirdness three, efficiency zero, <laughs> sexist ten. <laughs> That's my writing for gonna... the story. I'm. Too bad you're not here to take it out. I hate stuff like that, honestly. I'm gonna it's write it from the squirrel's perspective. A full-on. <laughs> um, 10 out of 10. Great place to die. For, for what? Great place to die. Because then it's like moving around even though it's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. You know what I thought of as I drove down the road was like, you know, in Mad Max when they're just driving down and the guy's playing guitar frantically? Like, I just thought, like. Ah, uh, the squirrel was doing that's that. That's me, except with a dead oh, squirrel. I thought the squirrel in. But its hair was at least, like, blowing in the wind as I drove. So, yeah, I don't know. It, its soul is looking it. down. Still in there. No, you got to just yeah. get some gloves on, because I know you can do it. No. Just no, you got to be brave. My, my, friend, my friend who was offering to help said she was going to use tongs. Yeah, you need to do something at like that. At least she didn't like say a, broom, a thong. Like... Just 
Or a thong. I'm gonna take a picture oh, and no. share it on Oh Instagram. no, thank you. No, then we'll probably get cancelled. It's like cruel or something. Um, very good. The questione. Um, Alright. It is... Greg... When can we play catch on the Overlook lawn again? Oh, my, oh, my word. Goodness. Is that the question? <laughs> yeah. That is a flashback and a half. That used to be so much fun. We would play like touch football on the Overlook lawn. You have to tell me who that's from. Uh, yeah, not on so the pod, good. but you'll have to tell me in general. All right, they're initial. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to have to blank that out. This is weird because I'm a friend of Cash. No, because it's not it's not anything like private. You can leave it. But anyway, yeah, those were such good memories of like we used to play touch football there. And that was so much fun. And that was really sad when it got because we got banned because we were supposed to be having family time or whatever. But I think especially for like teenagers, it's so important to have like an outlet of sport because um, you have so many hormones and all these things. and. Just having like that as an outlet was great, and when it got taken away, it was really hard. But yeah, we really had these like epic football games there almost three times a week when I was like 12, 13. And it, for us, it was like, you know, some kind of big championship. We took it really seriously and it was really fun. Yeah, it was weird when they banned sports it was like the strangest thing because it kept us out of trouble i think um but saz what was your favorite sport there? i was really good at that one where you had to use your feet to pick up the ball but i can't remember what it was called oh, speedball. speedball yeah i was like a champion on that and then also um ice skating i was like definitely the best ice skater my age so yes no. i was because I I was everyone else went for the hockey skates and I was like no die hard figure skates. Um, you are always quite precious. and quite contrary. <laughs> <laughs> but then my whole thing was um, I had to beat everyone, and I did. I was the fastest, and I remember one time everyone was chasing me because we used to play this like tag on the ice which was a lot of fun and well we played bucket ball as well remember bucket yeah ball? I wasn't as good at throw the ball that the because I've never been super coordinated but I just remember I fell over and got totally winded I was just lying there unable to breathe oh, no. but still the champion like amazingly proud of myself um yeah what about you what was your favorite game cuz Speaking of the ice skating, it just reminded me of this one time we were playing bucket ball. And for those who don't know, it's basically kind of like hockey, but with a ball, with a utility ball, and you have two buckets that are the goals. Like, think low budget hockey. And you try to hit the balls with a bucket. <laughs> I mean, the buckets <laughs> with the ball, and that wins, wins you a point, and there's a goalie and all that. Um, and this one time I was racing for the bucket and I was about to crash into our teacher at the time who was you know like um no don't say names we've doxed enough people today 
Okay. And it doesn't matter. Like, he was nice. Anyway, uh, I was, like, about to crash into him. We were just coming at each other at mm-hmm. top speed. And he just grabbed me and shoved me through his legs so that I wouldn't hit him. Like, just, like, so I basically ended up lying on the ice, like, sliding yeah. along. But we totally avoided getting hurt. It was very dramatic. Um, but... My favorite sport in general there, I think, was volleyball. That was a good time. Volleyball, um, I played um, when I was like 18. We used to play volleyball a lot. And my favorite part was that when you hit the ball and you had your hands up, sometimes you would get to show off a flash. I knew you were going to say that. It was like the edgiest we ever And got. also that is why they banned all good. sports is because of Calder's midriff. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because you were like one of the cool kids there and you used to wear like your <laughs> skirt really low. And then like when you jumped up, like there was the midriff right in full view. By midriff, we mean, is that like even a word? that people use yeah it is it's like what you show when you wear a yeah basically hat. like two inches above and below the belly button if you've got like a normal belly button yeah that used to be like massively fashionable <laughs> didn't it yeah wearing your skirt on your hips um and then also the other trend that i set was wearing the ankle socks because like we didn't get ankle socks we had to wear these like men's crew socks with our skirts which looked really bad so what i would do is like fold down the tops under my heel and so they looked like ankle tops but ankle socks but it was really really uncomfortable because there was like this like bulky stuff under your foot but i didn't even care you have to suffer to be beautiful and then i came up with this brilliant solution at one point where I was, I learned how to knit socks. So I knitted ankle socks and I would wear them and I also gave them to my best friends so that they could have ankle socks. Too. Yeah, you may not know this, but Killer K was a fashion icon. Back fashion the- is, uh, <laughs> Basically. You would never know now, but. <laughs> weirdly, because she wore her skirt the longest of anyone, which is quite a weird like way to be fashionable but guys guys guys, i need your help with something so listen listen to this dilemma and see what you think so the lovely fran has got himself a new job which is very exciting but also quite stressful for me because i have to take on his old job yeah it's all happening (laughs) Um, but I've gone down this rabbit hole of looking so I bought him like a cooler bag and um, some boxes for his lunch right but I've gone down exactly I've gone down this rabbit hole of like looking up manly meals which is really out of character for me (laughs) but this is the sexist. I know, episode. I can't believe it. But also, when I was in the swimming pool, you know when you're in the swimming pool and it's like quite boring because you can't really wear headphones or listen to anything. You just have to remember what like um, 
what loop you're on because I always count. I always get to a mile and then I'm out. Um, anyway, so I'm like trying to plan the menus as I'm swimming. All I came up with is lasagna, which I don't think that's that good for transporting anyway. And um, like I came up with this like brilliant soup recipe where you have to have the broth heated on the side. Anyway, long story short, I only came up with two options and there is five days in the work week plus two weekend days. I think he's working some weekends. Um, anyway, do you guys... Wait, do you make his lunch? Basically, no. And I know if he hears this, he's going to be like, I never want you to make my lunch. Also, he doesn't like the food I cook. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I have it in my head that it's like... Like, I need to come up with these recipes. Anyway, do you have any ideas for the, the, the lunches? Well, I will say this, that I recently, because I'm always like, oh, because especially because, like, at the moment, I'm just cooking for myself, so I can't sometimes be bothered. So last week, mm -hmm. I spent an inordinate amount of money buying these, like, prepackaged meals. And some of them arrived today. I didn't think it would be that much. I thought that you would spend loads of money and not get that much. But yeah. it is actually quite a bit. So this morning I had like all these crazy soups and stews arrive in my house in these glass jars. There's tons of them. So maybe you should do what? that for Fran. Yeah. So wait, and then you put them in the freezer or how does that work? Uh, well, half of them, which are coming tomorrow, are going to be for the freezer. But these ones are just for like, you can just store them. They're like, they're more like soups or lentil type type meals. Uh, but yeah, there's 12 of them. So I'm really interested to try them and like see how they are. My friend told me they were really good. And I love the idea because sometimes I get bored of cooking. I also enjoy it sometimes, but... Sometimes I just think, oh, I just want something easy. And uh, these are like healthy, but they're like easy. Do you know what I mean? Apparently, I haven't tried them yet. Yeah, they're like the next level of uh, microwave yeah. meals. That's, that Basically, is a good yeah. option. I have an idea, because I do this for the chicken all the time. Okay. Which I've gotten really lazy recently and let him eat school lunch, which is pretty grim over here their school lunch here comes out of like giant cans it's like slop it's, it's like kind of like imagine greg pretending to be a prisoner that is like what school lunch is like here. wait but what can you give us um, do they have options when they go to when they have the school lunch yeah they do but um they do like they have like sandwich or salad or whatever, but it's all very like very unhealthy and not like I don't know. It's it's really bad. I think it's the South as well. I think it would be better in other areas of the country. But um, so I used to do you know like sushi. You can make them sushi. We're talking manly meals. Peanut <laughs> butter and club. jelly sandwich okay, every sandwich. day. Yeah, sandwich. Yeah. Um, but I got I got this like little insulated yeah. thermos that you can put like hot meals in. Heat it up at the beginning; it stays hot all day. So you just put leftovers in it. It's really good. Um, and yeah, yogurts, 
yogurt and granola and berries. I mean, good. I've got really stuck on this idea know. about this soup. So if you put the vegetables, if you <laughs> if you make the broth and heat it up and put it in the thermos, then you get the noodles, you put them in yeah. the container. But do you need to parboil the noodles? That's what I can't understand. Yes. So that you need to like boil them for a minute because these are like five minute noodles, right? Yeah, unless they're like ones that you just pour hot water. Uh, I'm just laughing because like last time I came on the podcast, like 10 men messaged me, 10 ex-commie men messaged me, and they were like, thank you so much for bringing some, some, <laughs> some like focus to the podcast. And now I'm literally just here listening to you like discuss recipes. <laughs> Listen, if they don't like it, they don't need to listen, okay? Oh, that is fighting talk. But, nah, Sarah, I think... Salty. I think, I think what you should do is just realize it's 2023, and Fran could be cancelled for having his wife, girlfriend, cook his meals, and let him cook it himself. And just give him bread. He loves bread. Just give him a loaf of bread every day. It's all he needs. Yes, and dear listener, please be aware this is absolutely not coming from Fran. I don't know why I've gone down this rabbit hole um, of like, it's really funny as well because like Googling manly meals is such a weird thing because, I mean, there's no such thing as a man, a manly Sloppy versus Joe's. a womanly oh, meal. Joe's so good. Love it. I mean, it's, so it's like, yeah. I hope there's but some my... sloppy chow in my meal plan. Um. What, one thing I thought that was like really interesting and I'm always interested in, well, I don't know if this is a bit of a controversial, controversial subject, but one thing that you discussed Neither do we. towards the, the end of the, of the podcast last week, which I found really interesting was you were saying like, Kelly, you were saying as your word of wisdom. Um, so that proves that I listened to the whole episode. Uh, that people should be responsible for their own emotions. And that just kind of made me think because I think like, when I think about like ex-commune people that I know, I think like, it is obviously really hard coming from the commune. And sometimes I think people kind of get stuck. And it's, it's also really easy to like blame everything on the commune and be like i'm in this situation in life because of this and not really take responsibility so yeah i was i was just interested in like yeah your guys take on that because also the the one thing i'll say before i say that is like i still struggle with some things and i totally understand that and it also is a process of time for sure uh because you need to like discover yeah. yourself so this is more you know i guess I don't know, I just, sometimes I see people and I think like, wow, you have like so much, you've, you've overcome so much, you could do so much, but I feel like, and maybe this is judgmental of me, but I feel like people are like held back because they kind of, whenever something goes wrong, they say, that's uh, because my life was really difficult. And not just with the commune in life in general. And my whole thinking about it is like, yeah, it's true probably a lot of things are shaped by your past, by past traumatic experiences. 
but does it help you to just you know feel like a victim i'm not sure maybe it's it's a really tricky topic uh i think that like this is definitely a sensitive one but um and everyone has their own like process and journey mm-hmm. with it so journey i feel kind of cheesy saying that but it's true um what i found and i've i've been in multiple situations where it's very easy to claim like victimhood um and and i was definitely like you all we all were i was a victim of circumstance because when you're younger you don't really have the agency you have an, as an adult so then you're a victim right so um so it's okay to acknowledge that i think mm-hmm. like it's really good because if you can't acknowledge it you can't really move on past it like i think there there needs to be a period of like anger and grief in order to move on past because if you skip that step then you're just constantly stuck in this like emotionless kind of thing at least i'm speaking from experience so it might be different for everyone but um as someone who like i don't know i could definitely claim like victim status and use it as an excuse but for me myself what's been helpful is when i felt like a victim i didn't feel like i had any control over my life and so i kind of just let life like throw me around like i was drowning you know and the waves were just like tossing me around and and what really helped me was to be like no i am an adult i have agency and I've done some recovery work. So now it's time for me to take control and start swimming and not let myself just be tossed around. Um, And so ultimately it really helped me not to have the mentality of just being a victim anymore. Um, what, What I now was, was like, okay, now I do have the knowledge and the agency to take control of my life. and now I'm responsible for what happens in my life because I have that knowledge. But I think you first have to get to the point of, like, having the knowledge, right? Like, because you can, you have to have self-compassion. You can look back like, oh, yeah, that, like, that was a bad time, but I didn't have the tools Mm -hmm. that I have now. So, like... It's not to blame yourself for like what happened before, but it's like now I have the tools. And so once you get to that point, that's when you take control. But it it can take a long time to get to that mm-hmm. point. So like, you know, it's good to have compassion for yourself and for other people who aren't there yet as well. Mm. Um, that's kind of my take on it. I don't know, Saz, what you think? Well, I'm quite... Um all over the place with this one because I find that whenever I can get to a place of confidence in life but then I can um, like right now I'm taking on quite a few new things and like I just feel like I'm I just feel really scared and like my my um, natural reaction to that is like um, my confidence just goes and it's not and I'm actually the type that's quite like I can be quite hard on myself so maybe if I 
I'm not saying like I need more victimhood. That's not what I need. But I need to be more like gentle with myself sometimes. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it's like most things in life. I think there's a kind of balance. But then I'm trying. I think like there needs to be a balance or like you need to be able to do the kind of self taking care of yourself as well as the pushing yourself. Um, but whether you kind of always use your past as a reason to take care of yourself, does that make any sense? Um, yeah, totally. You have to have balance. <laughs> but you should treat yourself like as good as you would treat your best friend. Like, don't talk to yourself in a mean way because you would never talk to your friend like that. And I know that's really hard because it's like no one's holding you accountable when you're saying horrible things to yourself. But like that is definitely something I've struggled with as well. Like you have to notice the language you're using about yourself and kind of try to make that kinder. Um, while also like being like, now I'm responsible, but like, you know, I also had a hard time. Mm -hmm. You can have both. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to go mm -hmm. one way or the other. But I wouldn't say I'm at the, I wouldn't say I consciously throw it back to our, you know, our growing up years. However, subconsciously, perhaps. So I'll give you a little rather grim example if you want it. Oh, gosh, it's getting real. Um, say it. Um, but when I was a kid, I really wanted to learn to drive. So I said. <laughs> so I said to someone, can I learn to drive? Um, and they said, driving is for men. And I definitely don't believe, I didn't believe that now, then or now. But I'm like, really, and like, I think driving is, you know, when you're starting out as I am, it is really hard and like, really, you need to, gain confidence that's the whole idea but like <laughs> I think I've internalized that and I need to push through that and prove to myself that I can do it so that's like one thing where I'm like ah I, I don't want obviously I don't want that part of my past to come up um I don't know so yeah that's where I'm at I don't really uh, yeah find balance people <laughs> Which is hard, by the way. Oh, uh, that's a, that's rough. It's so hard. I, I found a lot of this so, like, cheesy, but, like, self-help books have, like, really helped me with stuff like this. I just basically, like, when I was struggling, I found a bunch. And you can listen to them on audiobooks so that it's easier when you're driving or when you're on the train or something. Um, but, like, they talk, like... I, I remember this one in particular that was like, you need to grieve and rage at that unfairness from your childhood because back then you had no agency. And then once you've grieved and raged at it, then you can mm -hmm. move past it. So I don't know if that's helpful or, or not, but if I think if you stop that natural mm -hmm. process of like wanting to be angry about that, like you kind of remain in this like purgatory yeah. state. 
Yeah, it's easy to just to try and gloss everything over and say everything's okay. I mean, I don't think that's great either. And when I say like, yeah, I, th I think it's maybe the wrong word to say like, I don't know, being a victim or whatever. But the, the reason I bring it up is because I see so many people from, from the community who, who like, you know, are really doing great. And I feel like very proud of them because we have that kind of sh shared background. And I think if people can like harness that, like, I don't know, that sense of kind of injustice or whatever, and or I, I think what we did get growing up there, most of us anyway, although I'm not the best example for this, is like really good work ethic, really good social. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, but I don't work that hard. I work more like smart. <laughs> uh, we have like really good social skills. We're not at all. We're just... <laughs> Or we, because we were just around people all day, so we really have these like skills and talents that we like. And yeah, you know what? Like maybe it's gonna take you you a while, but and it it's like when I say that as well, like I don't think I've like made it or whatever. Um, I definitely have a lot of things to work on, as do my sisters. They can't stay focused for more than thirty seconds. Um, but <laughs> just a little. <laughs> just a little slight thrown in there but i would really encourage you to like to to do to go after what what you might be passionate about because i think like so much of our communal life was it only worked because people were put down and you had to be part of the group you couldn't be yourself you couldn't mm -hmm. push yourself you couldn't stand out and so many people especially the yeah. ones who've left because they really had to like you know, they really had to think outside the box to even make the decision to leave. And it's a very scary and brave decision you have to make. Um, so I think, you know, you have more in you than you know. And I don't mean this financially. I don't mean this. Success is a very hard thing to judge. But I just think like, hey, let's like, let's, let's go like, Let's do as much as we can because YOLO. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the great part about starting with hardship, as you say, is like having nowhere mm -hmm. to go but up. And um, so that is definitely like something that we all share in common. Although, you know, there were good parts mm -hmm. of our childhood as well, but a lot of it was really difficult. Um, and one thing that like, that I think would resonate with a lot of people, which I've like discovered is that this, uh, the reason personally that I have so much trouble regulating my own emotions, bringing it back mm -hmm. to the question, Greg, is because when we lived there, we weren't allowed mm -hmm. to have our own emotions. We were only allowed to have the emotions of what the group was feeling. Um, so when it was time to feel sad, we all felt sad. When it was time to feel joy, we all felt joy. Um, and so we never learned as children how to regulate our own emotions individually. And so it's a very hard thing to learn as an adult. And I know for me, like I spent a lot of time in codependent relationships with partners and with friends and everyone around me because I had no idea how to have individual emotions. And I kind of like then I wanted to blame the people around me for my emotions, which I, I've had to realize, like, oh, you know, as an adult, that's not really an okay thing to do. I mean, you, obviously, you do what you can with what you have, but um, 
and that's been like really difficult to reprogram myself with that I don't know if you guys struggle with that as much but um, I think it came from that like group emotion it's um it's a very interesting one again because what I tend to do in those situations is kind of close off to people and actually there's a lot of strength which we were not taught as kids there's a lot of strength in vulnerability um and that's yeah. kind of something that people use to build relationships whether you know whether they're trying to or not so there's definitely i mean <laughs> besides just the basic like social cues that we didn't learn there's like so much that i'm still learning and i i I don't feel like a victim of our past, but I just, um, but I think yeah, like maybe everyone has that. I, I, I don't think yeah, that's like, forever, I think even like different stages of your life, you have to learn different things and, you know, and yeah, it's not unique to the commune people. It's everyone for sure. That's something I realized when I got to like 30, I realized like everyone's like a little messed up to be honest. And uh, like, you just gotta like yeah. figure stuff out. And what Kauda <laughs> says is really true and like something I'm still working on, but I definitely see it is like, you are responsible for for how you, how you feel and how you act. And like balance is everything. And I think balance is really, really important. There's not like necessarily absolute answers. Um, no. But yeah. I don't know, and something I do too much. So, so as a follow-up question for that, like something, and this is not related to the commune or whatever. It's just with with all my friends or people that I'm really close to, with you guys as well. I think one thing I do too much is I'm like, when people tell me their problems, I'm like really solutions oriented. I think it's because I have a business and I always have to be solving problems for it. Um, mm -hmm. So like. If you ha if you know someone like let's say really close to you and they're going through maybe that struggle of like they're just constantly you know blaming other people or blaming circumstance or whatever for their problems uh, like how would you help them with that because I think what I would do is like try and give them solutions and I don't think that's very helpful some of the time <laughs> most of the time <laughs> yeah I mean I've been here right because like. I was in an abusive relationship for six years and of course like that's so hard for people around you because they want to fix it but no one can fix it but yourself right so um, I would say coming from that angle of like being in that situation and everyone like feeling helpless around me um, what helped me the most was like non-judgmental listening and like being there ready for when I was ready to get myself out um, and that is like a huge huge thing to ask of your loved ones like I'm, it's not a small thing um, but that from that angle I can say like that was the most helpful like not iso not isolating yourself from that person because it's painful to watch their situation but the other thing is on the other side you have to care for yourself first so like if you're gonna um like if you can't handle that like sticking with them for that you have to just tell them like listen i seriously i love you so much also i 
my right now I'm dealing with a lot and I just I can't hear this mm -hmm. all the time so mm -hmm. let's try to you know keep it casual for a bit at least until I'm ready to you know be a better support again and I think like people are really open to mm -hmm. that if you're honest with them about like mm -hmm. what you're dealing with in fact they probably you know there's strength that they find in that that you were willing to be vulnerable with them because then they feel like oh I'm not just the victim I can also mm, help that's true I, like so so right because like uh, something I also dealt with a lot was people like thinking I was dealing with too much so they wouldn't be vulnerable with me and then I felt like this very uneven relationship with people um, and it was harder for me to ask them for help when I needed it because they never asked me for help and it wants to feel reciprocal so like be vulnerable with them as well I would say Sarah what no, I think that's really true what you said, like uh, be there, listen and listen to them. And because the thing is, uh, how does that song go? Lean on me, you know, because we're all going to like come around, aren't we? I'm I'm going to have a problem that I'm going to want you to listen to. Mm -hmm. Hence. And then like same, hopefully you'll be there. You know, I can be there for you as well. Um, and that I think that's like a big component of friendship. Um, but also, if you if you always give solutions, solutions are good, especially if someone's like, I have all these things and I really can't like figure out this next step. But the fact is, in a way, like I I, I saw this interesting thing where it was saying we shouldn't kind of make big decisions for people. Or like we shouldn't even suggest big things because at the end of the day, like every decision someone makes is actually kind of affecting and influencing their life path. So it's quite important they come to that themselves. Um, obviously, I'm probably I've probably been solution oriented as well, but I think it's almost like getting them to come up with it. Um, in a like non-manipulative way so like don't ask questions just till they get to the point that you want them to be at but um, yeah I think like listening is definitely the best way and then solutions next <laughs> yeah I don't think like never I think it's bad to give solutions when people aren't asking for them you know, because then the, it might just push them away because they'll see you as, like, superior. Uh -huh. Like, not, that's not, you're not actually, like, it's not on you that they see you that way. But um, as far as, like, their perspective, they may be less likely to mm -hmm. be vulnerable with you again because they're like, oh, they yeah, have yeah, it all yeah. together. And I'm just here with, like, and I'm definitely guilty of that, too. I definitely do the solutions thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's better just to be like, you know, a, a friend instead of like someone who's trying to tell them exactly. Although I will say like kind of sometimes, especially you and, and also Sarah, because uh, have given me solutions that have been really useful, even when I haven't <laughs> necessarily asked for them. So like, I think that, that can be useful, but I think, yeah, doing it in a non-pushy way is important, but it's... Well, you have to have that foundation, right? Like with us, we have Yeah, like I trust that you have my best interest in mind. 
for 99 and it's so fun to come up with solutions like for problems that <laughs> aren't your own it's so fun to come up with solutions because you're not gonna have to do the work it's just like oh you must yeah. do this and then the person's ah. like oh gosh okay here we go um but uh no but i've got to, like i think yeah i think you're right kez i think if you have like a foundation with that person that's really different from kind of a, not even a stranger but like an acquaintance giving you advice that's very different isn't it yeah absolutely and it's like this give and take you know with us mm -hmm. we all give and take we all have times of strength and weakness and that's what like forms that's when you can come in and be like i'm seeing this perspective from the outside um and you know i think that you know this is wrong for you or whatever um but then be willing for them to mm. reject that and just like be there for them still mm. without judgment i think that's the most important thing is like the non-judgment it's really easier yeah because yeah. like we all we all do it i mean we all judge each other constantly if we're honest i think yeah but yeah anyway sorry to go down that rabbit hole it's really good thank you for for bringing it up there's like one tool that i've learned to use which has worked really well for me is uh like when whenever i'm having a really strong reaction to something um like i'm angry or sad or whatever i think like how old do i feel right now and like it kind of brings into focus whether i'm acting out of um feeling like a helpless child or if i'm like having an adult reaction it's an interesting thing. It's like a hard thing to ask because often I'm like, oh, I feel five years old right now. Um, but it does really help me like figure out how to deal with the situation. I think yeah, that's thing, an interesting one. I think another thing that plays into it is like when, when we were growing up, and by the way, like I don't want to, you know, just trash the commune because I think that there are some really, really good points, some things I really respect about them as, as a community and I see a lot of good in it as well as, you know, problems. Um, but I think, uh, you know, one of the issues for me, at least when I first left, I'm getting better at it now, was that we have this kind of rule, which is like, if you hold a grudge against someone, you have to tell them before the end of the day, you have to sort it out now, don't let it fester. And mm -hmm. I really had that yeah. mindset for a long time. And it would mean like I would, and, and still sometimes do like, really approach people like when I'm really pissed off or you know angry and then it's like completely unproductive mm -hmm. because it's just uh like me taking my rage out on them potentially um but you know with, without any kind of you know solution it's basically what what Keller always says is emotional dumping where I'm just <laughs> trying to get it out of me so I can feel good and move on with my life and sometimes it's better to wait a few days, calm down, think about the situation. Half the time, the problems aren't even that big as as I might think in the moment. Yeah. But yeah, I think we are very like programmed to like, when we have an issue, like we need to deal with it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have that tendency all the time. It's terrible. Because it doesn't give you any chance to like reflect in a more calm way on the situation. Yeah, yeah sometimes I'm like, af <laughs> sorry, sometimes after I do it, I'm like, 
oh, I really wish I'd approached it this way instead. But then it's like kind of too late because you've already mm -hmm. done the damage, so to speak. You've driven up with your dump truck <laughs> and dumped it all. Just uh, Oh, man. <laughs> the emotional baggage. Chink. <laughs> Right. Well, I think we need to do a word of wisdom. I actually have a suggestion this week. If each of us thinks of a saying, we can uh, dump that on the pod. What do you think? <laughs> sure. Do you have... Um, this is last... Well, I've, I will start. All that is gold does not glitter. Wait. All that <laughs> glitters is not... <laughs> <laughs> All that glitters is not gold. Um, we don't have to explain them. We just say them and people can take what they want. No, let's explain them because I want to hear I'll Sarah try and explain this. <laughs> yeah, try to explain that. All that glitters is not gold. Well, the way I like to see that is sometimes... Oh, no, this, this is, has nothing to do with the saying. But do you know when something's too good to be true? Take that as a warning. Yeah. It's not true. Red flag. Every time. No, but all that, all that, what is the saying? All that glitter. All that glitters is not gold. And in that same vein, not all those who wander are Awesome. Lost. No, that's a good one. I like that one. What does that mean for you, Kez? Aren't these all from So the far, yes. <laughs> it was then that Is my quote is, it was then that Isildur took his sword and smote Galadriel. <laughs> no, that's... You got the names um, wrong. No. <laughs> Hobbit. Anyway, sorry, Scala, what does your... Kaz, what does yours mean? Ah, <laughs> uh, some people are just there for the journey. They just want to experience it. And they're not lost. They're just like trying to have the most experiences they can in life because they're enjoying. Oh, I like that. Very nice. I like that one. But then again, whenever I wander, I get totally lost because I'm really bad with directions. <laughs> so it does. <laughs> Sounds like dad. Remember those hours in the woods with like no food or water, just wandering around? Yeah, and if you question, the bear infested. Oh man, Gregor, do you have one? I have one that I really like. Uh, I've just Googled it because I didn't remember it completely. But mine is everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. So that's mm -hmm. what I really like. Oh, yeah. I love that. I think, what does that mean? What does it mean to me? I mean, I think of it kind of in an educational sense uh, because I work a lot with kids. That's a big part of my job. And I think like a lot of kids, like they get really like low self-confidence or they don't believe in themselves because maybe they're bad in school or they don't quite fit in the system. Um, but they might be like really good socially or really good emotionally or really good in sport or something like that. And I think, you know, that it's really sad when they kind of put themselves down or people in general put themselves down because they're bad at one thing when they might be really really good at other things that's so good I love that is that. a really good one i often think about that because i think it's so important to do stuff you're bad at as well um hence why 
I'm doing a lot of that stuff at the moment. <laughs> like us with the podcast. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, but then I like look at the, like if there's like loads of good people I'm like oh well like and then I just say in my head at least I'm like better than you at this so I just use it as like a way of judging others or like making myself that was a real wise but by the way as much as I love to criticize you guys I think you do a great job with the part and I think a lot of people really like it uh, I mean you can see the statistics I can't but I feel like it's really useful and especially for people who've left the community i think like what a lot of people really lack is like i mean i'm really lucky that my sisters are you know i'm able to talk to you guys but like not everyone is that lucky and i think to to be able to hear someone who's come from the same situation especially when you first leave because you feel like so different to everyone else so i think it's like really cool to for them to be able to hear um you guys waffle on about uh, you know, <laughs> making your husband sandwiches. <laughs> Partner. I keep calling friend your husband. Is this a sign? So yeah, yeah, it I was do. like on the community and we had a meeting. Now you got to imagine this is like 300 people. And uh, I don't know, maybe this isn't even funny. I don't know. But it was, it snowed the night before. And like the young men, as young men will do, had not got up to shovel the snow, and uh, they'd slept in instead. And they, no one had told them to get up, but I assume that they were supposed to like realize that and get up and shovel all the paths. And they're ex- they're expected to do so at like six in the morning. But I just remember it so well because the minister in the community we were in, he had this like thick German accent. And he got so worked up about this. It was, I think, a very small deal. He got so worked up about this. And he went on this, like, five to ten minute tirade, just screaming at everyone and just yelling in this German accent, we got caught with our pants down. (laughs) He just started saying it. I was just there like, what is happening? It was so bizarre. (laughs) In this scenario, in this scenario, I definitely side with the minister. We did. Do you think he was projecting? To be honest, that was like the one. So he was angry because he had got up and shoveled the roads. But I'm pretty sure that was the only time he'd ever done so. So he was like, I had to do it once. And he was just really. (laughs) The righteous anger. And the young guys had been doing it like every other time. But he was just so annoyed because he had to do it once. Oh man. Well, with that, we wish you all a good week. Ciao for now. Remember to check for squirrels in your. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. All right. Ciao, ciao. ciao. Bye bye. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.